Three, two, one. Sure. You waited My... so long to clap after you counted down. Well, because I'm, ca- I'm seconds. How have you been doing it? <laughs> what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the second to be completed. That's... Oh. You just thought I was going three, two, one, and any time after one would be okay? Uh, we can't. We can't. Here's the thing. Are you one of those people who, when you're playing Rochambeau, <laughs> oh my you god, you do call Rochambeau it shoot? You don't call it rock paper scissors? I'm just, I'm just referring to its French origins. Why Rochambeau? What good has that ever done? Um, do you are you a Rochambeau? Are you a rock paper scissors shoot kind of guy? Or are you just a rock paper scissors guy? Shoot makes more sense. Why would you shoot on scissors? I don't know, because you've waited so long already, and the tension's just tearing like, you apart. This is like a California roll in in game form, right? You know, you don't stop at stop signs, and you don't wait for the, the game to tell you when to go. I thought you were talking about the sushi. No, I'm talking about the driving maneuver. Wow, you're so hip. You know what a California rolling stop is? Wow. Yeah. I'm I cultured. Know, I just... I just thought it was like a California thing. I don't know. You've been there, I guess. Did you know every state has its own kind of role? Oh, what's organs? Well, that's actually, now we're talking about sushi. Uh Uh-oh. Who gets to own the stop, drop, and? We should. (laughs) (laughs) Is this in or out? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Wow. Hey, Talon. Hey, Sarah. Um, Hey, Hey, <laughs> it's, this is this is Craigsistential Crisis that you're listening to. This is that show. Uh, boy, what's it been? What's it been? Um, you know, you know, last time we talked, I'm repeating myself as if I am like glitching. <laughs> <laughs> last time we talked, audience, you and us, um, there was discussion of a live show that was be coming up. Uh, as you can maybe have heard by now, we we postponed it. Uh. Well, if only for the reason that we just, a lot has happened since we <laughs> l- dropped an episode, and we just, you know, we didn't want the next thing in the feed to be this really fun and goofy show we were going to do. We thought, let's have a, let's just record an episode and let's just decompress a little bit on air, and we're going to do the live show as soon as, uh, as soon as we can, as soon as we see fit. But, um, yeah, so here we are. Here we are. Yeah, that, that live show has been kind of canceled and postponed. Uh, my door just opened like a ghost walked through it. So my, I'm sorry. that, And then what? closed like a ghost walked <laughs> through it. Um, it's the, that it's was... the window. It's the window being open. <laughs> it's so scary. Um, On top of yeah, everything I'll... else, we got a fucking ghost to deal with. Yeah, we've got a pandemic. We've got a social, a massive social shift. We've got murder hornets. We've got ghosts. Yeah. I don't know what to I don't know what to call what's going on right now. It's a I feel like hopefully it's the beginnings of a revolution. Yeah. What That's does one thing. call that? <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah, I don't the history books will decide what this is called. Uh, I don't think we get to name the wars that we're in, you know? Ah, dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, there's been a lot of discomfort, and I want that to continue. 
and I don't remember if I had said that in the last podcast, but it's like this weird thing that is, you know, exhausting. And just, it's just a lot to deal with. Um, Portland's on its 13th night of protest. Woo! Which is, yeah, awesome. Uh, Impressive. We've almost made it to the two-week mark. Almost a fortnight of protests. And then the, the tweens will get involved. So Yeah, I was going to say, did you say Fortnite just to appeal to the, the younger masses? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, get them out there with their signs and their dances. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, the feelings emotionally, mentally, it's all been pretty overwhelming. And I don't want it to stop. Because if it stops, then maybe we just go back to quote-unquote normal and... Uh, this seems different, and it seems like we are poised to make some changes. And that's a very cool idea. I will take the discomfort. I will sacrifice my comfort. Um, which, as a black man in America, I never really truly had anyway. Maybe, maybe when I was, like, six. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's all... I'm finding it hard to put into, like, concrete terms. Oh, you don't want to sum up your entire experience oh. into a sentence on our podcast? That's Boy. weird. Yeah. Um, I also just mostly, like, for people who might be listening to this, like, four years from now when I finally <laughs> get you on to this hip podcast, I'm like, what are they talking about? So, at the last podcast, we did address uh, the murder of George Floyd. And I don't know. I don't know if at that moment it felt like a thing that I think it still felt different even then because of just Mm -hmm. everything leading up to it. Uh, We've all been stuck at home. There's Mm -hmm. already been a lot of frustration. We are forced to look around through our phones and devices to see what's going on. So this this was a, uh, a murder that was really hard to ignore. Like, I think a lot of people would before. And so, this is leading to a lot of dialogue and marching and protests and protests against police brutality that lead to the police being brutal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which is the perfect solution. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think there's just, that's, that's, you know, on top of, again, everything else. Uh, being forced to really reckon with this for almost two weeks now straight is, uh, taking a toll, which made me not live show ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I feel like in some ways, like, I don't want to call it the perfect storm because I think storm has negative connotations, (laughs) but I think that, uh, and obviously holding myself accountable, I think that this discomfort was uh, necessary for the way things have been happening. Like, I think that, like you were saying, it's been in the past so easy to feel so upset and disgusted um, at at injustice and at, at the murder of black men and black people at the hands of police. And it's been easy to distract ourselves with other things. Uh and I think, yeah, like you're saying, that's all been stripped away. We kind of have to face who we are and what we are. And that's totally been uncomfortable. And I know that everyone I've talked to has been horribly uncomfortable. And 
like we were having a discussion uh, earlier uh, last week, um, just taking a walk for no reason. We weren't anywhere in particular. Cops listening to this. We were just walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, about just... how shame shame can be. Uh, well, it's not, you know, I don't think a perpetual state of shame is helpful. I think that shame can be a powerful motivator to jumpstart something. Yes. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, I guess this is what I would want to encourage people to do is just dive into those conversations. Um, I, I feel like I am very much limited to my bubble. And I think we all are, obviously, but I have gone through and made a lot of effort to, like, keep my bubble, you know, something that didn't make me want to throw my fists at computer screens in rage. You know, I've definitely, over the course of my life, befriended a lot of people who uh, really disagreed with, I don't know, whether or not I should have civil rights. Um <laughs> So, got rid of all that, and that's left my bubble being pretty much an echo chamber. And so, I know that there are people in my bubble who have bigger bubbles than I do, and I am really pushing for them to to talk to those people in their bubble, and uh, really getting comfortable. Like, there's so many unwritten rules I think society was following. Like, you don't ask your coworkers how much they get paid, or you don't tell mm-hmm. them how much you get paid, mm-hmm. or you don't bring up politics at the dinner table, or mm-hmm. All this shit that's just designed to, like, keep us complacent. And those are walls we need to break down. And I'm doing my best. I'm, you know, I'm making it... I'm, it's no secret how I feel about things. Uh, <laughs> and I know there are people in my life who definitely don't talk about those things. And silence right now is is uh, really, really deadly. It's complicit, and I really just, if if they were my people to talk to, I would, and they would be uncomfortable. It would suck, but the alternative is, I guess, I don't know, just living with uh, the horrible abuses going on and, and just, like, pretending they don't exist, and that seems very hard to do right now um Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know talk to people get uncomfortable what are your recommendations sarah uh (laughs) you didn't know we were going to be doing this i'm just trying to like (laughs) turn this into uh progressive uh uh, productive talk progressive talk radio (laughs) we're making we're making some action points here we're trying we're trying yeah i think that like i think that like i have learned a lot not just recently. I think I think more recently uh, it's been inescapable, but I think this was a lesson learned a, a lot of times. Um, I think that uh, finding the source of your discomfort and leaning into it, um, when you start to lean into discomfort, um, discomfort, while obviously at its base level, because it is uncomfortable, isn't pleasant, when you start to le- lean into your discomfort – it turns into something productive rather than something destructive. Um, and I think when you're trying to run, or run away from your discomfort, that's when it is allowed to become destructive, um, both to yourself and to others, if that makes sense. Totally. And I, 
Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, my biggest lesson is like things become so much easier when you just do them. Like before, I will be totally honest, before this past two weeks, I had never called a government official in my life ever. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't like talking on the phone and it makes me nervous. And then I called one. I, I, I made one set of calls to like the mayor and the city commissioners. And after I did that, I was like, why have I waited so long to do this? Like, this is so doable. Uh, so I think lean into that discomfort, take that first step. Um, although it feels like something insurmountable, I think the minute you start doing it, you start realizing that it is doable and it is possible. And I would also say uh, learn learn to take care of your own feelings. Um I think that uh, in order to have this be successful and like, obviously I am just repeating the words of other people who have said it so much better than me and who I've learned from. <laughs> that's all we do like, on this show. That's all we do is we just are an echo chamber of other smarter people. <laughs> um, uh, I would say like learn to deal with your feelings um, just because you like don't, allow yourself to delve so much into self-hating or self-shame that you can't do something about it and do something good about it. You have to take care of yourself in order to take care of the revolution. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely all for encouraging people to just remember that, you know, they don't have to lead the charge the whole time, the whole way to equality. Mm -hmm. um, they are. There's going to be times when they're batteries are charged and they feel capable of that and there's going to be times when that battery is depleted and you really need to charge your batteries um yeah yeah and if you're listening to this i hope that means maybe this is that for you maybe this is something that will help you take care of yourself charge your batteries make yourself laugh we're gonna get funny soon i promise um <laughs> but yeah like do whatever that means like i uh I'm not protesting every night. That doesn't mean I'm not also supporting the movement and, and helping in other ways. And then there are nights when I just really need to watch an X-Men movie and <laughs> play some Animal Crossing, and that is also fine. Um, don't feel bad for doing that. But yeah. also, if you do feel some sort of shame about racism or the way things are... Um, I don't know. That might just be white fragility and get over it. Like It's not about your feelings right now. Um, yep. <laughs> Take yeah. care of those feelings so that you yep. can move on yeah. and get rid of them and put them into something productive if that's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. It is okay to feel that way. Uh, maybe just don't like make a thousand apologies for it on Facebook. Just <laughs> maybe, please don't make a fucking Instagram video. <laughs> just if I see those tiny white dots at the top of your Instagram story and the first pictures of you solving, I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're well. Um, I mean, I can do it. We can do it right now. I was gonna say we'll share some resources at the end of the show, but we'll do it at the end of the show and we'll do it now. Um. There are definitely places that are still in need of donations. Other places, such as the uh, Minnesota Freedom Fund, which we plugged last episode, are overwhelmed by support, which is so great. Uh, yeah. So instead, give your money to uh, any of these causes directly. Uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Travel Fund, Femme Empowerment Project, Committee to Protect Journalists, 
which I feel like we qualify for. So <laughs> very important. We're we are definitely. obviously on the front lines reporting. Yeah, this is like a basically a this is basically sixty minutes. Um, <laughs> know your rights camp. COVID bailout. NYC. That's NYC specific, obviously. Um, Innocence Project and Unicorn Project, and also the uh, PDX Legal Support Fund. Um, what's that URL again, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I know that one by heart for some reason. It's <laughs> bit, B-I-T dot L-Y uh, slash P-D-X leg, L-E-G, fund. <laughs> um, and it'll take you to a GoFundMe. Um, they've raised a lot of money, which is great. They also are working on transparency and accountability. They have recently started um, posting their... Um, their transaction records. So like how much they're paying, obviously with all records scrubbed, there's no names or anything on it, but they'll be like person one, we paid this much for their bail so that they're trying to stay um, yeah. accountable. Um, I would also say uh, beyond donating money, if you can't donate money, there are other things you can do. Um, some of those things are like, you know, go to a protest, uh, add your voice to a chorus. Um, don't, you don't need to be the hero of the protest, but yeah. boy, you should go. Um, and maybe read a book. I'm, we're, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading um, Me and White Supremacy right now by Layla F. Saad. Um, and then also uh, a really good podcast um, is called, uh, uh, it's not called White Noise. I always want to call it White Noise, um, which would be a really good name for a podcast. Yeah, it's not taken. <laughs> so if anyone wants to take that. I mean, uh, we can't, I guess, but. That's up there. That's the <laughs> It's if you want it, it's there. Um, yeah, seeing white—that's what it's called. It's called seeing, seeing white. white. It's a great podcast. It's about the history of whiteness and how it doesn't actually exist in a biological way. Boom! It merely exists as a sociological and uh, societal way. Yes. Um, um, if I'm, I'll include this link in the podcast notes. But uh, if you're new to Audible, if you've never used Audible before, um. You know, one cool thing is, you know, they let you share books with people who are new. So I have a link. I can include two. I got two Ta-Nehisi Coates books on Audible. One is Between the World and Me. um, And the other is We Were Eight Years in Power. They're both good reads, very applicable to now. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't read them, you absolutely should. Those will be in the show notes. And normally we would make Audible pay us for dropping their no, name in here, but this one time. This one time. Also, we'll fuck Jeff it. Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been like reading, to be fair. So, like, I have a Kindle, and because I'm not allowed to re- leave the house right now, <laughs> because I am very stringently self quarantining between going to protests, yeah. um, I'm not allowed to leave the house, so I can't go buy a book from someone, and I don't have the patience to wait for something in the mail. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because I do already have a book coming in the mail, and I was like, I can't wait. Um, cool fact, if you live in Portland, uh, Multnomah County Library, I don't know if they like upped the numbers Ooh. of available copies, but Multnomah County Library has a ton of great um, great material. Uh, that's where I got uh, what, uh, Me and White Supremacy from. Um, and it's uh, a great resource. Use your library card. I love the library. <laughs> Honestly, it took me a long time to get a library card here in Portland. And Absolute once I did, I was like, foolish a, move. Yeah, so much good stuff I have access to now. Um, the the like Hoopla app, that's like a digital content library. So if you have a library card, you also get uh. access to 
a whole selection and range of like, there's movies and TV shows you can stream, comic books, Delicious. comic books Amazing. I can download to my mobile device. Library, um, the library's so hot. Yeah, get a library card and it's so go find hot. some resources. Here's the thing: there's so many people sharing so many resources right now. Yeah. Don't be the white person that's just like, what, like, what should I do? <laughs> what should I watch or read? Like, Google it. <laughs> I can't remember who, I uh, gotta find the tweet person so I can credit them, but someone had tweeted like, y'all figured out like sourdough bread starter real quick when quarantine started, but you can't figure out like the sources to abolish racism. Like, like Just Google abolish racism. Just Google it's, it. It's there. Google abolish it. it. But seriously, like there's so many books, TV shows, movies, funds you can donate to. Companies you could support, go find some black-owned restaurants in your neck of the woods and uh, support them. Yeah, do it. No, the thing that's going to blow your mind is the food <laughs> is going to be a better than, than any food you've had ever. Um, oh, man. Yeah, so just do that. Like, it's silly that you haven't. Um, not to assume anything. I'm sure all of our listeners are... A black and B supporting only black owned restaurants all the time, but it's probably true if they're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's lots of resources out there. Also, just just you know, there's a kind of a call to just normalize changing your mind after being presented with new information. Mm. Absolutely, like mm. you're gonna if you're having these conversations for the first time or for the twentieth time, you're or for the hundredth time, someone's gonna get something wrong at some point and. That's okay. We can't be afraid to talk about this stuff. You just got to do it. Um, and I have personally encouraged a lot of people to start talking about things. But it shouldn't have to come from me. Just do it. Just. Don't make Talon work any harder than he already please. is. He's wearing a really beautiful shirt and I Thank don't want you. him to sweat through it. I don't either. And that's why the window is open and we're just <laughs> dealing. Um, but yeah, just. <sighs> Look. This isn't going to go away in a in a week. I can't really honestly see just an end date for this, you know? It's just, <laughs> we, uh, you know, should deal with the fact that black people have not been free in America nearly as long as they were enslaved. That's crazy to think about, but uh, it's true. And... Yeah, there's so many other, so many, so many marginalized communities that once, <laughs> once black people are totally equal to white people, <laughs> then it's going to be Asians and, uh, you know, we're going to work our way down. through the laundry just, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, that's the way Marvel Studios is doing it. That's the way we're doing it. Um, but... Yeah, you know, this is not going to be a thing where eventually we can all go like, so racism is like, good, it, we fixed it. Like, I don't think that will necessarily happen. But uh, let's just normalize making it a part of our everyday life to mm. try yes. and make it go away and put our money where our mouths are, put our minds on alert. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I didn't write this down, and I'm sorry, but let's just, yeah. I know, we were like, we're going to talk about this really heavy really? and intricate subject. Yeah. Should we, like, plan out what we're going to say, and then we're no. like, we'll fucking wing it. We 
wung it. We wung it hard. It was wunged. It was well, wunged. <laughs> uh, should we should we start the show? I suppose we should start this show. But uh, don't think for one second that racism is over. Okay, now enjoy not. the show. <laughs> the world is crazy black lives matter dude like yeah my mom here we oh please don't do that <laughs> I don't, it came out i didn't mean to say someone's <laughs> like i don't know what's I happening don't, I don't to me really know what i said <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. we're losing it we're i think losing i said yeah it. my mom and it made me think personally <laughs> i first thought of pokemon so yeah my pokemon yeah my pokemon Oh my god. Hey, um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I forgot to pull up my written intro that says what the podcast is. Anyway, welcome to Craig's Essential Crisis. Uh, welcome to a very special Craig's Essential Crisis. I'm Talon Bigelow. I'm Sarah Thompson. And uh, today we're going to talk about racism. No, we already did that. A deep <laughs> dive through the misconnection section of America's favorite list this is. And a deeper dive into ourselves and if you don't know the misconnection section of craigslist is like a place for personal ads happening now in the world chance encounters that the writers didn't get a chance to act on so they post them here in hopes of connecting we are quarantined we are in the middle of two pandemics and uh, people still trying to fuck so here we are here we are even amidst the pandemic of racism People are trying to fuck. Uh, getting your beak wet stops for no one. Nothing. No, no one, nobody. Nothing. No revolution getting this beak wet. <laughs> I don't know when that became our go-to phrase for saying sex, but I I don't feel good about it. Um, I just want to say before we really get into even the, the whole show, um, which we will start. At Someday. the fifty-minute mark, Believe but when me, we're ready, when we're, when we're ready. damn ready, when we're good and ready, uh, we read uh, *Misconnection* on the last episode we did. That was about um, Harley riders. That was one that said, "Oh, the you... panties wet." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do my laundry because yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Earlier today, I was walking Mishka, and there was a uh, I don't know a convoy of I want to say. <gasps> I yes. honestly want to say like two, at least two hundred yes. uh, motorcycles. Yes, they were here for the march. Did you know that? Yes. So yeah. I was at first like very frightened because understandably uh, they're loud and people on motorcycles aren't 
they don't always necessarily want to be my friend. Um, <laughs> and I'm out there with my tiny dog. But, um, yeah, then I looked at the back of the motorcyclists, and a lot of them were, they had, like, Black Lives Matter signs. And, awesome. You know, messages like that. And I was very, it was very unexpected and very loud. And I, too, needed a change of panties. Was it, but it was for a different reason, maybe? Because <laughs> I was so turned on by their support. Oh, I meant you pooped because it was loud. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure what you were going for. <laughs> no, wait. No. no. No, it was definitely the first. The first one was definitely horny. The, the, the original poster was horny, right? We didn't miss No, I think they were scared. No. I think we read it as scared. No, I read, it as, I read it as horny. I don't know. Well, listeners, you tell us. <laughs> scared or horny, or a scared little or bit of both. I feel like that's a question we ask run way into too a much. lot on this show. Yes. Um, the other thing we do on this show is Sarah and I we cherry pick the best misconnections for you. Only the finest. We, only the finest here at Craig's Essential Crisis, and then we give them to each other to read cold for the first time, Burr. right in front of your eyes. Burr. Burr. Ooh, I'm chilly. Uh, uh, do you have one for me first, or do you want me to send you mine first? I'll go ahead and send you one here. <gasps> oh, happy day. Oh, it's, happy day. It's been a full, like, it's almost been two weeks since we recorded an episode, right? It's been a minute, yeah, because we thought we were going to do that live one, and then we didn't. And then so. we didn't again. And then we didn't again. Okay. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Take it away. <clears throat> Need cartoonist. In the age of pandemics... Negligent racist presidents and protests of cop lynching injustice. I have developed a lot of political ideas that could be expressed through political cartoons. If you are an artist who likes this venue of expression, maybe we could combine art and thought. Two heads are better than one. Harvey Pekar thought so. Who is Harvey Pekar? Should I know I... who that is? <laughs> I want to say a famous cartoonist, but I don't. I can't be bothered. Did did he have two heads, or is it someone with two heads? Did he mean Harvey Dent, who is Two Face? Ah, that's it. He totally meant Harvey Dent. Yeah, classic mistake. Classic. Uh, doesn't read a lot of comics, I'm sure. It's weird for someone <laughs> who needs a cartoonist. That is strange, and I also love that this guy was like, "Here's the thing." You're going to do the manual talent-related part of it. I have some ideas. Um, yeah, I just... What is this guy... Can you imagine working with this dude? And you're the cartoonist, and this guy is like, I don't know, either Zooming you or sitting across from you at a cafe. And he's like, okay, so here's an idea. Um, something where, like, a Republican... Uh, is like tying his shoe, right? I, you know how it should look, not me. You're the, you're the, you're the creative. And then, uh, so a Republican guy tying a shoe. Maybe it's just an elephant. Maybe it's just an <laughs> elephant to, you know. Ah, elephants don't wear shoes though. Ah, shit. Uh, right, right, right. So, so fashion some sort of elephant wearing shoes. Okay, let's just make this a character, a recurring character. You know, it could be our Garfield and. Uh, the donkey can be Otis. So anyway, so there's a Republican wearing shoes, right? And then someone else next to him, maybe it's the donkey we talked about. They approach the elephant and they say, "Oh, hey, looks like you uh you missed a loophole." Aye. Something like something like that. So um, 
what do you think? Like, I'm just, I'm going to tell you, I think the corner on uh, political animals taken by Mallard Fillmore, possibly one of the worst cartoons ever made in the history of mankind. I don't know how much cartoon in the paper you read as a child. Not enough. Not Tell enough. Tell us about Mallard, Mallard Fillmore. F- Mallard Fillmore is a, uh, he's, wow, he's a piece of fucking work. He's a, <laughs> he's a Republican duck. <laughs> uh, which um, conveniently you can swap out uh, the U for an I and you'll get the actual answer to who he, whomst he is. Uh, a Republican dick for those of you who didn't get oh. it. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, they're all like, it's not even, they're not funny. They're just well, like, they're like a, a penguin, a duck. He looks like a penguin also is what I have to fight about. But <laughs> he he's just a duck who reads the news and then like gets out a gun and shouts. As, as far as I remember about it. Oh, him. my God. What? <laughs> I that will... illustrator only ever had to draw three frames. That, no, not anymore. Let me tell you. Um, you said it wasn't a particularly funny political cartoon, which led me to ask, are any political cartoons funny? No, that's a good point. I would say, well, those are like, because like, I'll laugh at political memes, well, memes are so, different. They don't print memes like, in the paper, and they should. <laughs> they should, but I think like perhaps political cartoons were the political memes of our parents' generation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like oh, the first one God. I fucking googled, I just googled Mallard Fillmore to make sure that I wasn't absolutely reaming some poor innocent duck drawing <laughs> man. But no, it's terrible. The literal first cartoon that shows up is um is one that uh, talks about the race card. <laughs> Uh, ah, four of a kind beats a full house. A royal flush beats a straight flush, but there's one card that beats everything, says this racist duck. And then it's a picture <laughs> of a card of a, with a man saying, that's racist. Uh, that's... That's racist. Why is, why is it a white guy on the <laughs> race card? Know. That's not how that works. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, white people aren't allowed to pull the race card. As last I looked at my... my uh, guide on how to be a woke whitey <laughs> i'm pretty yeah. sure that's not allowed <laughs> uh, the facebook uh, fights i've been getting into uh, that's the thing i normally avoid facebook confrontation but now it really feels like i just have to challenge it when i see it it's, because it's turned into the roman coliseum honestly yep someone's got to um i just am really tickled by the idea of this this person just <laughs> Who has a lot of political cartoon ideas, but no way to to spit them out onto the page. And to be fair, they're trying to make their political thoughts more palatable. They know that just posting it on the rants and raves sections of Craigslist isn't going to get it anywhere. He's got to get it to the people. And what do the people like? Cartoons. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to just see this person try to come up with some sort of... Either simple character he can draw, or maybe his par- his cartoon like is mostly text bubbles, and the characters are like you just see the top of their head below the frame, you know, and like that's the joke. Um, that's there's a funny political cartoon idea for you right there. That was really good. Can I say something controversial? Okay. Are you ready? I haven't stopped you before. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I think. That children's book authors, if they are not also the illustrator, should not get as much credit. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> because because I did, it's like the political cartoon guy, 
Could you imagine somebody walking up to you and saying, I would like to write a children's book with you. I'll write the three words on each page. Do you mind fully fucking illustrating it? Because that is all the child will be able to digest. Yeah. No, I've totally thought about this, just working in a lot of children's-centric locations. Definitely, uh, the illustrator does way more work to, like... I think people shop for children's books based on how they look. Agreed. They could give a fuck what is on the page <laughs> under the drawings. Couldn't care less. If it's a political cartoon book for children, as long as the drawings are good, I don't care what political compass it's on. Uh, somebody just take, like, the Hungry Caterpillar images and replace the captions with political cartoon captions, please. We are gonna make it big. Yeah. Yeah. Political hungry caterpillar. Just replace it with like Breitbart uh, <laughs> article titles. <laughs> Call it. Ay, 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 ay. I forgot. Um, I thought they had been shut down, but they hadn't. No, that, they're very much still a thing. I was shocked. I had like, oh my god, what was this? I was given an article to read. By someone, it wasn't like a teacher because I don't think I knew what Breitbart was in college. Sure. But uh, it was like someone had. Was it okay? This was work related. Yes, yes. Okay, it's coming back to me. Okay, <laughs> this is at my last job, not my current job. But someone who had come into our place of business to, uh, you know, they were like a security consultant person. And we, uh, hmm. it was a, I worked for an app that, you know, helped people mm. buy and sell things to each other. So security was important. Sure. And, uh, you know, this person was, they came in to, like, tighten our security and, like, share with the team, like, the bad things we should be looking out for. And um, one of our sources was definitely Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, does no one else see a problem with this? It was, like, 20... 17, like it wasn't. Should know better by that point, for maybe sure. Maybe 2018, actually. Like it wasn't oh, yeah, far yeah. away. So, uh, yeah. Fuck Breitbart. Also, fuck J.K. Rowling. I thought you were going to say that earlier, but I'm just throwing it oh, in there. Oh, that's, uh, that shouldn't be controversial at this point. Uh, I, I nope. was gonna, I was gonna, you know, I have that Gryffindor sweatshirt <sighs> and I was looking at it today and I was thinking, I think. I think what would piss J.K. Rowling, because I've already paid money for it. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think all I can do at this point is anytime somebody compliments on it, I have to go, yeah, but fuck J.K. Rowling, though. Am I right? Yes. Like, I think that's the only course of action I could take at this point. And I feel good about it. I feel good about fighting people about J.K. Rowling, especially because I was a huge Harry Potter nerd, and I feel like they could be coming from no more of a loyalist stance than I once had. Before I knew yeah. she was a transphobe. Again, this is a Twitter person I should make sure and figure out who said it and credit them for their work. Um, but someone making the point on Twitter, basically, that J.K. Rowling... The craziest thing about this is J.K. Rowling raised us to fight against her bigotry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we should have no qualms about that. Fuck J.K. Rowling. And I know we talked about this already off pod, but Britney Spears is the official new author of the Harry Potter franchise. <laughs> that is what the internet has decided. She's so. the only the only white woman you can trust, myself included, <laughs> is Brittany. Yeah, which is like wild. 
Why? <laughs> I know she's gonna be really hard to get on this podcast. So, um, yeah, because it doesn't seem like she's in control of her life. I don't know what's going on. Hope you're okay, Brittany. Um, we love you. Don't um, burn down any more home jams. I sent you another one. So here we go. I know that you said that you were able to find a lot of political. This is the only one I could find that had anything to do with the current political situation and the current social situation we're in. So which I, is even weirder because people are writing these now. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Well, as we were saying though, you know, normal life does go on in parallel, and I have to assume. These people have all like made their contributions and are having tough conversations and are on the side <laughs> hitting up misconnections. I guess I don't They're have doing to the assume work. that. I don't have, have to, to assume, assume that, but I would hope We hope that. so. Yeah. God, we hope so. But we don't get to choose the content. The content chooses us. Here we go. You, 5'5", five, five, doughy, pasty, dull redhead, male, with scraggly beard. Mohawk Park and Ride, Tualatin, Tuesday, 2.30 p.m. You were very upset by my hashtag Black Lives Matter sign. You're a self-proclaimed angry vocal racist. And you told me to bring my anti-friends out to see you. I assume they might be Antifa friends? Uh, out to see you. You wouldn't give me your name or number and wouldn't take off your mask. I've been looking for you, but you seem to have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was just, I was like confused a little bit. Like, obviously, this is a grade A roasting for sure. <laughs> this person's like, doughy, pasty, dull redhead yeah. with scraggly beard. Like, mm -hmm. totally. But then the part where they're like looking for their phone number, I was like, hmm, what's going on here? Why you need that, huh? Yeah, it's it does, you know. Did you fall? Did you fall for the enemy? Is that did what you, happened? Did, you did, cannot. You cannot. We are not. We are past sleeping with racists, everybody. Yeah. The first rule of war is don't don't sleep with them. <laughs> don't, don't don't do it. Um. Just don't. Just don't just do that. What's happening? What? Uh. You clearly aren't attracted to them. Uh. Physically, unless you're attracted to dull and doughy, and I guess you could. B, like you didn't necessarily say those were negative things. I just feel like those words have negative connotations. connotations. So. Yeah, this was a very slyly, slyly angry. This person's really uh, doing a lot of subtext work. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, doing a yeah, lot yeah. of read between. They're like, some English class is going to read this in 40 years and be like, the fuck were they trying to say? <laughs> Do we, because I'm more inclined to think that this person just wants this other person to like out themselves basically <laughs> and and respond to this like oh shit <laughs> oh it's a bait and switch it's like it's a, a you were like switch. the hottest doughy scraggly bearded dull redhead i've ever seen in yeah. my life mm -hmm. just give me your phone number and your name and where you work and maybe where <laughs> you live and maybe your yeah. work's phone number any and links to social media accounts where you may have posted things in the past. Yeah, and if you want to send me like an emailed rant or a hard copy rant of what you think about the Black Lives Matter movement, I will take that. I might send you a nude afterwards. Maybe. Know. I'm not promising anything, but I would say maybe. Maybe. Because that would make, that, that could work. And that's what we should all be doing, really, is 
flirting with the racists at the rallies so that we can later collect mm. all their information and get them fired from their jobs. Genius. 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 Could you imagine uh. being a double agent? <laughs> like I feel like I feel like that's really what the the resist the good guys are missing, you know? I constantly toy with the fantasy that someday we'll elect a president who seems very right wing and like awful because we're never going to get a good president because of voter suppression. Right. And I just like have fantasies of them, of, of people electing this president and then him being like, I was just kidding. I'm actually an anti-fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me for like the first part of 2016, there was a part of me hoping Donald Trump would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just you. all an act, and it'd just be like, listen, I gave to democratic causes before in my life. I was a Hollywood TV star, basically. Why would I say any of these things and mean it? Like, but you know, obviously that didn't happen. They need but. to get us into those Antifa strategy rooms, stack, because we've got some ideas, and we're yeah. not willing to do anything about them. We're gonna take I've, a note. We're not gonna. We're gonna take a note from our cartoonist friend, and we're just gonna give them the thoughts, and let them make the cartoon. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, wink, I, wink, wink, wink. I definitely applied on the Antifa website to uh, for one of their to get your card head positions and get my Antifa card. Yeah, but you know, no response yet. Maybe they're just slammed. I mean, the, the awkward thing is that when I got my gay card in the mail, it actually had an Antifa card that came with it. Ooh. By default, and so I did. I do have one. Oh, okay. Will this get me arrested now? Are we gonna get arrested for domestic terrorism for joking about this? <laughs> uh, I feel like if I was gonna get arrested for something silly I said on a podcast, would have happened by now, right? Yeah, like, fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, even the FBI isn't listening to existential hey, crisis. That's right, because we don't like cops. If you're a cop, don't listen to this podcast. We'll we'll move without you. Yeah, except for the good cops, though. Tallinn doesn't exist. <laughs> Remember. Yeah, it was a, a funny joke I was telling. I know. I know. I saw your, your sly little smile. Yeah, but the listeners didn't, and for a second I might have lost them there, you know? Woof. Yikes. Um, so this is less of a of a misconnection, but oh. I want you to uh, just describe it anyway. Is this just like a journal entry? Like, what? Ah, uh, you'll, you it should be coming your way soon. <laughs> I mean, someday it'll. Okay, here we go. Oh, Tallin. <clears throat> DVDs, Aladdin and Shrek the Third, brand new in case. Please send your contact phone number. I will call you. I respond only by talking. Too much spam and crap. Thanks. K. Okay, so we do have to talk about this a little bit. And the thing yes, is, is that do. it requires a bit of a visual aid as well, but we'll get there to say it. First off, they bought Shrek the Third for $5 at a Big Lots. <laughs> I just want <laughs> I just want to have that out and clear. And then the second part <laughs> that I <laughs> I think Keep because talking. I think because it is Brandon new in case they did not realize that they actually bought a knockoff version of Aladdin because this is not the Disney movie. The the genie is bright yellow <laughs> and very large and has a very strange his his facial hair is more dramatic than the real one. Mm-hmm. And Aladdin is nowhere near as sexy. He's wearing a goddamn shirt for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> this, yep. But uh, 
I can't believe they were able to just name it Aladdin. We haven't covered the asking price for these two pot products oh, sorry. yet. It's <laughs> $3 for the both of them. A bundle. $3. Bundle we know deal. at least one of them was worth 5 at one point. So it's you're practically... Gaining, you're gaining $2 and losing so much moral high ground by buying these. And Kay does not want an email response. She will only sell these to someone who she can talk to on the phone. And I guess presumably then you will meet up at a cafe where they will provide for you... Shrek the Third and this knockoff Aladdin, and you will hand over three one dollar bills. And she's been stood up in the past, god damn it. So she's not getting her three dollars stood up again. Yeah. She's very serious about this. Um, I just I I can't imagine not knowing that that's a knockoff Aladdin. I just, they must know, right? They they don't. They don't. They don't say Disney's anywhere. It says nope. DVD Aladdin and Shrek. DVD's Aladdin, like DVD and it's is not, Disney. But. It's not a lie. It is Aladdin. The case says Aladdin, and nowhere does she promise that it's Disney's Aladdin. I, I am very, guess. very curious to know what this movie is like now, though. I think we should find Yellow Genie Aladdin and and uh, give it a give it a watch. Although maybe she's a fucking maybe she's from the Mandela Effect universe. Oh. She's from the universe where he died in jail. Yes. And this is the real Aladdin. This is her universe's Aladdin. Um, this is like a weird Target bundle DVD deal where you get, you know, a bunch of good movies and then one shitty one no one wants, so they have to put it in this bundle. Like, that's what this feels like. <laughs> that's the only way to sell it. Yeah, like I really want to get rid of this crappy weird Aladdin knockoff, but no one's gonna buy that for three dollars. So <laughs> I'll put in Shrek the Third. I'll have to. It's like the the poison at the bottom of the cup. They'll never see it. Right, right. This is a DVD. <laughs> I just, you know, the only reason I found this is because, out of curiosity, I just typed the word Shrek in the search field <laughs> on Craigslist when I was looking for misconnections. You were trying but to I... give me a present, and you gave me, you, you're trying to be my friend, and you turned to my enemy instead. I did. A uh, lot of lot of hits for Shrek. None of them misconnections, unfortunately. Dang. Um, but as long as he has popular. a strong presence. He absolutely does. He absolutely does. I think we'll have to include this image somewhere you can see it. Uh, if you know what this weird Aladdin is. Because, you know, Aladdin's definitely not like a Disney creation. Maybe it yeah. is like some other animated retelling of the story. But if you've seen it, let us know. And let us... I'm just pissed he's wearing a shirt. He's not just wearing a shirt. He's wearing a long sleeve shirt. Aladdin's the only prince who gets to be shirtless. And it's kind of upsetting that he they put him in a shirt. I, yeah, you're right. You know, we need to see Aladdin's nipples. It's important. Do they ever show his nipples? He's wearing the Don't little they? vest. He's wearing Don't. a little vest. No, but he, had to, he definitely has nipples. Doesn't he? I'm not, I'm not Googling Oh my Aladdin's God, nipples. does he have nipples? I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Is he just smooth? Is he like Is a Kendall? Just... <laughs> uh, am I? Maybe I'm mixing it up with Mario because they recently showed his nipples. Super Mario, Mario, That's Mario. That's something I don't want to know about. Does Aladdin have nipples? <laughs> I've sent you a new misconnection as okay. a gift. Well, well, we'll move on from the nipple conversation. Here we go. Karaoke hobbyist. You keep showing up in my dream world. 
Thank you, stream of images. Every now and then, link an email. Thank you, birthday playlist. I can turn 24 again any day. The Schleflera is happy in the light of the living room window. I drink pickle juice and am reminded of you. I hear you like to look at these. What does TBU mean? I don't know what TBU means. What You don't know either. TBU. I have no idea. Thanks. That, my whole but point in... That's... Huh? That's been you. Th- thanks. What is TBU? <laughs> don't know i i i consider myself pretty hip hop and happening with internet slang and i have no fucking idea what tbu means because like Although i will H- say oh sorry go no good oh i'll just say i did i am always i am often confused by acronyms i did stand in my window so i live in a duplex that directly faces a mirror image of my duplex and so <laughs> my window is like looking into her window living room window and we put our black lives matter poster in our window and then a couple days later she put her protest sign in her window which i thought was very sweet but it took me a lot i just stood there standing and staring at it because it said fdt and ftp Mm. and i know what ftp is okay i know i'm familiar with fdt but i I was like what is fdt and then i thought it's fuck donald trump i know i took me but it was very eerie, I'm sure, to look over at me just standing there, open mouthed, being like, uh, uh, fund downtown? <laughs> like, I did not know. Yeah. Uh, so learned. I looked up TBU. Yeah. And I would, like, withhold this if I thought it would make it more fun to, like, guess. But I feel like it's more fun to talk about because TBU means, apparently, to be updated. Oh. So this is like a part one. <laughs> I hope of many. I will say I don't know what a schlefflera is. I, I'm I gonna either. go ahead and guess it's some sort of plant. That's the only thing it should be. Um, I'm not a plant daddy or a plant mommy, so I don't know. You are absolutely right. It is a genus of flowering plants in the family Araliaceae. I don't know if that's how you say it. That sounded like you just put a curse on me. (laughs) With an estimated 600 to 900 species, this genus represents about half of its family. The plants are trees, shrubs, or lianas growing 4 to 20 meters tall. But it's kind of written like 420, so you do the math. Uh, Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. Karaoke hobbyist. Karaoke hobbyist. Someone who goes to karaoke just, like, alone for fun. Are there professional karaoke artists? I don't think think so. I think everyone is a karaoke hobbyist. hobbyist. But there are definitely people who are kind of like barflies who, like, that's Pete. He comes in every karaoke Friday. He sings all night long. That's his thing. He's still a hobbyist. People can be very intense about their hobbies, but they're still hobbyists. Bird watching, it's a hobby no matter how hard you watch that bird. There must be professional bird watchers. People have to catalog birds. How do the bird watchers know what to find? They watch birds. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Okay. Uh, I drink pickle juice and am reminded of you. I don't want to be associated with pickle juice. I period. would be so offended if somebody said that to me. Yeah. I would no. be legitimately upset. Uh, you Have you ever done like a pickleback? Nope. Not interested. Don't like pickles. <laughs> and if I... The, the picklebacks don't make any sense because the reason you do a chaser <laughs> is so that it... T- takes the bad taste away but it would just yeah. be replacing it with a batter taste that would probably just mix in my mouth yeah it's a little weird to be like putting out fire with 
piss. Like, I, mean, I will say the weirdest chaser I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> Jello. Just. Uh, nope. Uh, back when I was very young, um, when I was a ju- junior and senior in high school, God bless my parents who are going to listen to this. They <laughs> let us go to my friend's cabin in the middle of the woods with no parental supervision, which is where I had my first bouts with uh, teenage drinking. <laughs> um, and I was so much stronger back then. Um, I so clearly remember being just really blotto and being like, oh man, my stomach kind of hurts. I don't want to stop drinking though. And so my friend Paige handed me uh, <laughs> a Pepto-Bismol, a little cup of Pepto-Bismol, and then poured tequila on top of it. And I oh, took that as a shot. No. <laughs> and I still to this day remember the way the tra- the slightly transparent tequila kind of congealed on top of the thick, opaque <sighs> Pepto-Bismol. And that was, I was so much younger and stronger, and I'm sure I took it back, and everyone was like, yay! And then oh we partied God. partied on late into the night. I legit miss Pepto-Bismol, though. I used to like the way it tasted, so I guess it's not the weirdest You're thing. fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had it since I was a kid, but it, like, I just remember giving, getting it given to me uh, in a that little plastic like tube spoon thing. And it made your tum-tum feel better. Oh, yeah. Tall, baby Tallin used to get lots of upset tum-tums. Oh, I believe that. You totally were an upset tummy, baby. I can uh-huh. totally see that. Mm-hmm. It's You're just true. sensitive. You're sensitive. I, uh, I am. I am sensitive. You're sensitive. I don't know. Do we care, <laughs> do we care anymore about karaoke hobbyists? Um, no, I've moved on. Yeah, I think we have. I mean... Sorry, my dude. Um, I can't wait to hear the update, I guess. We'll stay yeah. tuned. To be updated, we're ready. Yeah, we are ready. All uh, right. This one's a little longer. Okay. <clears throat> I'll really get my throat out of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that phlegm out. Get that phlegm out. Vegan activity slash fun slash travel partner. I'm a progressive vegan with a Y chromosome. M. Hoping to find an animal-loving vegan country, W, at heart, who maybe has grown tired of the hustle and bustle of the big city and longs for something more peaceful and real. I crazy the successful, successful startup, so all manner of adventures and activities are possible. Please, please, please say you're good at massage. Smiley face. Sorry, got a little off track there. Cooking, dining, travel, stargazing with big telescopes. We could even make them by hand, I'll tell you how. Road tripping, sightseeing, cruise shipping, hiking and camping, playing chess, bouncing on the trampoline whilst the stereo serenades, and then slipping into the hot tub or music studio if you have an inventive nature. So much the better. I have several 3D printers and know how to use them. So if you have been million dollar or planet saving ideas you've been waiting to bring out to the mystery realms of thought and spring forth into the waiting world, here's your chance, smiley face. Let's not just be about work here. How about a little hedonistic wine and IPA beer snobbery, amazing in regular forays into the carnal, reading to each other in a big soft hammock on a breezy summer afternoon, perhaps a little stock market trading and sharing our ill-gotten gains with homeless people and forsaken animals, attending protests and helping the revolution for the sake of all things. That's a start on the activities. Are you with me? I have a beautiful spot I call home nestled in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains from which to plot and carry out activities and adventures. Your home works, too. I'm David. Very pleased to meet you. I'm just here to say anyone responding to this, 
If you haven't seen Ex Machina, watch it now. Never go to an isolated house with a bajillionaire, all right? That's not a good idea. Like a good idea, even if you haven't seen Ex Machina. And not even a good idea if the guy doesn't have a bajillion dollars. Don't go to an isolated house. We like neighborhood houses only. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I feel like we should have started with this one because we could have easily spent an hour unpacking it. But um, <laughs> there's just so many activities. There's so many activities. There's so many things about them. Their first sentence tells me I don't like them. It's not strictly the veganism, but it did, like, have to capitalize vegan. And then I think they referred to a woman as a country. <laughs> like, that's a cutesy way of saying the C word without saying it. Oh, is it country at heart? Country, I think it's supposed to be country at heart. I'm looking for an animal-loving vegan country, in parentheses, W for woman, at heart. Why put the W there, then? Seems weird to me. <laughs> I think just poor spacing abilities. Obviously, I, the startup he created was not about proper grammar. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we might disagree on that. I just feel like if I was going to put a W there... <laughs> I had to think about it a little bit. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think it was obviously a bad uh, a bad choice on his part. Um, but the rest of it, which is also... It's just like, this person is just like, like the definition of an eccentric, terrible rich person. Like, I really love that they're like, we're going to make money and then we'll give it to homeless people and forsaken animals. The same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yup. 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 There's three smile. No, okay, two smiley faces. Still, too many smiley faces. And they both have noses, which, if you ask me, is a real sign of psychopathy. That's not okay. Yeah, yeah. No, you. if you made your smiley face like that, it better be 1998. I know it's a face even without a nose. Yeah, I have past trained, noses. I have been trained to see human faces in everything. I promise you that I can see it in a colon and a, a parentheses. Also, what are they hoping to do with the 3D printers? I think you they know how to use them. I know how to use them. We're going to make 3D printed genitals. I mean, I'm sure, like, you know how people, like, fax their butts? Or take dick pics. I'm sure someone has ha- tried to 3D printer model their dick, right? I would just say in the hierarchy of things, I would much rather get a fax of a butt, which is hilarious, than a picture of a dick, which is not. How would you feel about receiving a 3D printed replica of a dick? Not good either. If someone was like chatting you up on like a Tinder and was like, hey, what's your address? I got something for you. You know, I actually, just for the novelty of it, would love that. I think that would be, be, be one of those things that like while you're going through it, you're like, ah, this sucks. But you'd be like, but it'll make a good story. Right. I mean, also, you can't just like snap a picture and then 3D print it. You no. got to like model it out. You got to, yeah. there's math you got to do. Somebody's getting very intimate with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. I'm starting a new uh, holiday business. You know, I think there was, not to not to ruin your life, but I'm pretty That's sure there was a, um, a company that was known for making, like, silicone replicas of people's uh, vaginas and sending yes. them to their... Oh, no, okay, vaginas. you've heard of this. I thought you were going to say of uh, penises because that also a thing 
Well, I'm glad we've discovered that this guy is not a revolutionary. It not. exists. <laughs> uh, I just, Elena sent me a, just didn't send me, she was like on the internet and saw an ad somewhere for um, just, you know, a thing a kit where you, a penis haver, can make a mold of your penis. So, hey. Yeah. I wouldn't judge. It's fine. You do what you want with your 3D printer. <laughs> God, I don't think it's a 3D printer. I just also feel like if you're going to use that in a sexual nature, it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, they are, they're not saw a smooth. No, 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 they're, no, no, they're no. They're very, they're, they have ridges. Yeah. They're, uh, like so many things that the future promised us, 3D printers are not as cool or as smooth as they looked when we were talking about them. <laughs> yeah, we'll know we're in the future when the technology's smooth enough to fuck good. But other than that, we're not there yet. We we are a long way from Wakanda. I hate it. <laughs> um, there's so many other things in here we have not mentioned, and frankly, that's okay. There's just so much going on in here. Uh, this person just wrote a catch-all. Like the only thing they really care about is whether or not you're a vegan, and if you like anything at all, you'll have fun with them. Good. I mean, cover all your bases. Cover all your bases. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that's what they did. Hey, um, I think it might be time. It uh, very well could be time. I, I, I do have, like, uh, I got one to end on. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, 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 good. I will just say there was also a couple misconnections I found that were protest-related that were... Uh, that were just nice. That were just heartwarming. Oh. Well, you like, know what? We'll share them on the next episode. We'll share them on the next episode. They're not going to be like, they're not going to be, they're not going to be funny, but that's okay. You know, I think this is a podcast that has full license to go between LOL and boo hoo hoo. The two ranges of human emotion, as Aristotle said it. The two emotions. Uh, so we have one we're going to close on, but thank you so much for listening to Craig's Essential Crisis. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving a rating or and, uh, and a review in the Apple Podcast app. I will say I have a friend uh, who was at a protest, so I won't name them by name, cops, but uh, I was watching their live stream of the protest they were at the other day, and... Uh, they plugged our podcast because <laughs> they saw me watching. Oh my god! The best way I think we could ever be plugged. That's a true comrade right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. So thank you for that. You know who you are, friend. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the, another thing I saw them doing was just encouraging people to find black podcasts and. Subscribe to them. If you haven't listened to them, leave them ratings because that's always helpful for them. So I do encourage you to locate other podcasts. Um, there's definitely some that are a little more informative and uh, talk about the issues a little bit more. What I like is um, What a Day, if you're interested in hmm. daily, quick little uh, reports on political happenings in the country. It's you know I like how breezy it is. It's pretty casual. You don't have to be... You know, a political genius, so understand it. They're pretty good at breaking things down, and uh, they're funny, and, you know, that's produced by Crooked Media. Anyway, check out other podcasts, and uh, while you're there looking for other podcasts, if you would consider leaving us a review, definitely would help, and uh, I'm going to guilt you into it. This is the race <laughs> card. I'm using it. Listen. <laughs> you are living Mallard Fillmore's worst I nightmare. <laughs> am ex that's, you know what? 
I'd wear that t-shirt. Proud to be Mallard Fillmore's worst nightmare. Uh, also, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you are going to see the picture of the Shrek and Aladdin DVD combo. That could be yours. I don't think it's been sold yet. Still there. Three dollars. Three dollars. Um, you must call. And if you want to see some other fun stuff, that's where we're going to put it. We've also been, we've shared some resources there that are helpful for now. So, uh, yeah, look for those there, too. We want to thank the incredible Rose Sherman for writing and performing our theme song. Check her out on Instagram, at HeySherman on Instagram. And if you have a misconnection story of your own, you want to send us a personal ad. If you're out protesting and, uh, I don't know, Want to connect with someone who might have been at a protest? Bring it to us. We'll we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. Okay, we're gonna do it <laughs> for you. For uh, you. Yeah. So you can send it to our email, which is craigcrypod at gmail.com. That's c r a i g c r i p o d at gmail Um, or you can send it to any of those aforementioned social media accounts. So we're gonna do a live show. At some point, we'll let you know when we know. Um, in the meantime, we're going to keep trying to come to you every week. And, yeah. Uh, I should send you <laughs> anything else to add? You were just you were just sitting there staring at me. And I was, I was like, just like, there's Sarah. nothing I can do at, from where I am right now. Sarah, what are you doing? I was just, you know, what are you doing? Here's <laughs> what my are question. You what are you doing? Um, do, you know, if you do have, uh, extra cash on hand, do donate to those causes we mentioned before. I'm stalling while I look for the right misconnection, because sometimes the little window on this app makes it pretty hard to see which one I'm picking. Um, and this one you said was pretty good, so. And, and I did say it was pretty good. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. This is it. Here we go. Um. Yeah, but if you need a refresher on where to donate, um, go to the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> I'm tired. Just You can do it. This is where you learn to do the work, okay? This is what we were talking about. Don't make me do it. You do the work. You put in the effort. Racism is a white problem. Don't make Tallinn do it. <laughs> okay. Sarah, whenever you're ready, take us home. <clears throat> Protest together. Los Angeles. White man wants to give a black woman a ride and accompany you if you wish. This is not a sex post. I'm Tallinn Bigelow. I'm Sarah Thompson. And this has been Craig's Essential Crisis. Crisis. Uh, fuck racism. <laughs> <laughs> also, that is definitely a sex post. Ha <laughs> ha!